gentlemen, if you're looking for a company that's all about helping men like you achieve optimal health, wellness, and vitality, you should check out The Gentleman Company. They offer a wide range of natural supplements and wellness products to help men like you feel and perform your best every single day. So for more information, visit www.gentlemen.co. That's gentlemen without the A. You can thank me later. You're listening to Date Smarter, Sexier with your host, matchmaker and dating coach, Andrea LaRosa, accompanied by co-host Kanan, where we're talking about everything love, sex, and relationships. Now let's get chatting. Hello, my beautiful listeners. We love being here with you. At least I do. I'm sure Kanan does too, but I shouldn't speak for him. <laughs> but today we are going to dive into the love languages. And I think that a lot of you already know about love languages. Um, I see it a lot on like, when I get on Bumble, people are like, my love language is, and then it's not even a love language. So I'm just like, mm. you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? You don't know <laughs> anything. All this misinformation online is ridiculous. You know what? It's funny you say that because like, I think maybe last week or the week before I was mentioning this show, Indian Matchmaker. Ah, love it. I love that show. And people on there talk about that all the time. Like, oh, this is my love language. This is how I want to be loved. I'm like, oh, that's what Andrea talks about. Damn, she is <laughs> such a fucking pro. She should be a, she, wait, what if there was the American matchmaker with Andrea LaRosa and it's a television show on Netflix? I'm putting it out there. So if you okay. are a producer listening and you're like, <laughs> what should we do for our next show? American matchmaking. Who is more fucked up right now at finding love than Americans? Because we're just so all over the place. There's so much going on. Everything is so like over the top. You will be perfect. We're extreme. We are yeah. very, yeah. You know what? We are the land of extremes. I totally believe that. And I think that's why finding love is so hard because either someone's like an extreme this or an extreme that and you're just like mm -hmm. I just want someone nice <laughs> <laughs> that's it just nice like absolutely I, I don't, yeah so let's put that out there American matchmaker <laughs> a non-fiction reality series on television hosted by Andrea LaRosa who goes around America the big cities and helping mm. pro young professionals because they're the ones that kind of sort of need it um, mm -hmm. find love. I like it. Yeah, I like it too. And that was Let's just a random it. idea I just thought of. So, <laughs> I love that idea. I love yes. that idea too. I'm down. Yeah. I'll take the job. <laughs> but love language, I mean, it's becoming more popular, mm -hmm. a more popular term now, I think which goes back to what we were just talking about, the show idea, because people are now researching why they're single, 
why am I still single? And I know there's a lot of comedians and public people oh, yeah. and podcasters who joke about it and make it kind of fun about being single. Right. But sometimes I still wonder, are they still like sitting at home at night? Like, oh, I wish I had so a dick lonely. in my mouth right now. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> no, 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 no. But I wish I was. And there me. it is. <laughs> I wish I was cuddling I wish we were watching like our mm-hmm. favorite television show like last night for my husband and it's so cute he comes home after a long day at work he gets undressed he lays down the couch he gets on his cell phone and he opens a bottle of wine and I'm there making dinner I'm like and last night I made a um a blue cheese bison burger Ooh, with yum platanos and a side salad and he's just sitting there waiting and I get there but you know what I look forward to that kind of every day it is it's a routine and I think that's what we're all looking for right but you're not out there saying my love language is cooking or my love language is opening a bottle of wine for my significant other either no but because those aren't love languages it's not a love language but the point I was I hope I was trying to make is that we're all looking for love. So we're all right. putting in the research as to what is happening. <laughs> like, right. we're watching, like, you know, why am I single? People are in therapy. Why am I single? People ask their girlfriends, girl, why do I keep meeting these fuck boys? Like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm just going to say this because I know I'm rambling on and I know we only have like an hour and I can't talk for a whole fucking hour and just, keep <laughs> blah, 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 blah. but I think you could someone I could someone recently <laughs> asked for dating advice. I gave her dating advice, right? She uh-huh. told me the kind of guy that she liked. I was like, yeah, you should go to this kind of, you should, maybe you should try this kind of place. This is where he would be. She goes, yeah, maybe. And then she messages me. She's like, you know what? I think I'm going to try this place to go this week. And I'm like, oh, but there's nothing but fuck boys that go there. You said you like this kind of guy. And I'm telling you to go to this lounge over here where they play jazz music. And this kind of guy goes there and you're like, no, 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 no. I'm going to go to Vegas. You know, we're going to hit up all the nightclubs. I'm going to try to find a guy there. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. And then it's just like, increase your Why chances. Why do you do that? Of- Why do we all do that? You know, that's so weird. Yeah. I mean, it's true. I, I see it a lot, even with friends where they're like, oh, I really want this, these traits in a guy. And then they start like their history of dating is the complete opposite. And it's like, yeah, but you're not attracted to that. Yeah. So something has to give. I know. <laughs> you just I have mean. to be okay with being attracted to what you're attracted to or, or... start being attracted <laughs> to what you think you want. Exactly. Like, pick one. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, but love languages. Love language. <laughs> love languages are tricky just because I think people misunderstand them. Um, yeah. They don't realize their love language can change over time. This isn't something mm-hmm. that's deeply rooted in you. Um, mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times I hear people say, my love language is physical touch. And I'm like, no it's not I've seen you <laughs> you like push his hand away at all times it's like you do not like physical touch that, like, that that is not your love language and so here's here's part of the issue right the quiz that everyone keeps taking to find out their love language I've taken it before 
a few times and I've been able to manipulate it into giving me the result that I think that I am by mm. giving it the answers that I think that I do or the, the answers I think that I want mm-hmm. and they're not accurate. Yeah. So you Can have to be all really honest. For those tests? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but like the big thing is being really honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. So then that way, you know, when you take these tests, you're not manipulating the results, you know, yeah. thinking like, okay, so let's, let's start with the love languages, right? For those of our listeners who don't know what they are, there's five of them, right? It's quality time, mm-hmm. gifts, words of affirmation, acts of service, and physical touch. These are the five. Gary, Dr. Gary Chapman wrote the book on it. And if you want to learn more about it, I suggest reading his book. Great information. Don't take the quiz that you can find online unless you know that you can be legitimately honest with yourself. Instead, Mm -hmm. just read his book and try and figure out your love language from the book is my suggestion, at least. Wait, I have a question. So the last one you said was what? Physical touch? Physical touch. Okay. so In no particular order. (laughs) No particular order, but... Did you mention before that someone mentioned their love language is physical touch and or no? And they're you're like, no. Was it physical touch that they said that they want, but it's not really one of the lovely? I forget. Like I feel right, like right. Oh, no. So here's two things that happen. One is that I hear people say, like, my love language is cooking. No, that's not a love language. Love language would be acts of service. That's what that's would what, fall in. Okay. So, okay. So acts of service. So, oh, right. So if you like cooking or you, you like your partner to cook for you, you like your partner to help you do things around the house. Those are all acts of service, Mm -hmm. right? So there's, there's, there's a couple different things to look at here. For one, I hear a lot of people say, no, I know it's physical touch. That's my love language because I like sex. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, <laughs> those are very different things, guys. Whoa. <laughs> I don't know if sex should be a love language. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's like how weird. you feel appreciated in the relationship the rest of the time no sex like you gotta take sex out of this right so when you're when you're thinking about like how do I feel appreciated by my partner it's it can't be sexual it can't be like well I love when my partner comes and gives me a kiss well yeah of course shouldn't we all (laughs) yeah but physical touch and I think this is the most confusing one physical touch is just the act of being touched in any shape or form. So like, you know, you're out at the movie theater and your partner likes to hold your hand or, you know, you go to dinner and your feet touch under Mm. the table, which I think is Mm. adorable. Or, you know, you walk with your arm around each other a lot or that's physical touch right? Mm -hmm. Just the act of like, maybe, you know, I love when guys stroke my hair. Oh my God. It's Mm. amazing. Although physical touch is not my number one, but I do love when that happens. Mm -hmm. So like, it's realizing that you probably like some aspect of all of these, you know, Mm -hmm. so many people say, oh, I don't like gifts because they don't want to sound shallow or seem like a gold digger, but come on. Yeah. Let's be real. (laughs) If only we could just be more 
be more honest with ourselves. Things would just be so much more like easy. Like transparency just makes it all so much easier. I I don't think gifts are at the top of my like. Like, what would you say would be at the top of your life love language? So, mine is quality time first and foremost. I think I like spending too, yeah. quality time together, even if that means you know, um, we can't physically be together. Right? If we're mm. on the phone, we're talking to each other, or if we're texting back and forth, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, quality time is. For me, it looks like, you know, if we're together, if we go out to dinner or something like that, you put your phone away. I put my phone away. Mm -hmm. I will not have my phone out during date night or our time together. Mm -hmm. Um, It means that I'm listening to you when you're talking. It Mm -hmm. means that um, I am paying attention to what you need. Our time that is spent together is quality based. It's not just side by side it's not parallel but it's actually spending time doing things having conversation taking a walk on the beach whatever it is right Mm -hmm. so that's my big one what do you think yours is I think mine would be that too actually because that's what I look forward to the most and then second will probably be gifts (laughs) because I am a fabulous person but I think my husband his would be no, it would be acts of service in number two, because his would be um like acts of service because he always goes on and on about the little gestures I do for him because you know, I like doing these things because it makes his life easier. Uh-huh. And I don't know, I feel like if I can make his life easier some way, then that's that's the best way I could show that I love him. And it feels like that's what he wants. That and like physical touch because he loves affection um like he just loves to kiss so and I don't (laughs) like love to kiss but I just can tell that that's what something he really enjoys Mm -hmm. but now I'm confused because I know my first would be quality time but now I'm thinking that my second might be physical touch because I do love it when he just finds a way to like grab me or something like or pull me or like he likes to manhandle me and I think it's because mm-hmm. of my stature. And I kind of like that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it just like rusts me up a little. So I think that might be up there for me. The more There's think- usually two, I think, that people tend to kind of flip-flop back and forth. Like for me, mm-hmm. physical touch and quality time flip-flop yeah. a lot. Like yeah. the score, every time I take the quiz, the score is like really, really close. And on a yeah. few occasions, they've been the exact same. Mm-hmm. But I also think for a lot of people... It's a difference between when they're single versus when they're in a relationship and each relationship can look different, right? Mm -hmm. So your marriage might have shifted your love language a bit Mm -hmm. and may have pushed it a little bit more into something new. You know, if your husband really likes acts of service, then quality time might have moved up for you because that's how you get that need met. And his need that, right? You're cooking that for him. True. That's the act. But you're spending yeah. time together while you're cooking and while you're having dinner. So there's that quality time. Hmm. So they they do weave into each other depending on every relationship. So they will change depending on the relationship that you're into. 
I think that one has always been a constant, though, is the quality time part, is doing some kind of activity together, like no matter who I was with. And usually if there was an issue I had in a relationship, that was probably, that was, the more I think about it, that was almost always the issue I had is we're not, do, we don't do anything. It's just, you want to fuck me and then go to the movies and maybe out to dinner and then that's it. Like th- right. there's nothing else beyond that. Like, I, I, what is that? That's not a relationship, you know, <laughs> it, but you know, honestly, a lot of people do like that and they do value that as a relationship, you know, feed me, fuck me. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, let's watch a Marvel movie. <sighs> is that like a little, what is you call those? Like a little, <laughs> Poem I just wrote, feed me, fuck me, and let's watch a Marvel movie. Anyway, but you know, <laughs> I don't I know, but it's I don't ideal. Know. I didn't work out in relationships like that because quality time is important. And the guys that I did end up becoming attached to, we were always like doing something fun, like going somewhere on a road trip or something. And my husband has a nice mix of all of those. So I think that's what nice. works out for us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people really misunderstand the quality time thing because it's not just time together. It's they're missing the quality part, right? It's the attention. If you're somebody who really likes attention from your partner, then you probably really like quality time. And that's remember your love language is how you feel loved and how you Mm -hmm. feel appreciated and supported Mm -hmm. in the relationship, right? Mm. so if you're getting gifts all the time from your partner and that's not how you feel loved right you're not getting any time say for example your love language is quality time and you're constantly getting gifts from your partner and they're constantly sending you flowers and jewelry and clothing and whatever it is right stuff for the house whatever it might be that is not how you're feeling loved. And they're just pouring all these gifts at you. And you're just like, mm-hmm. I'm still not feeling appreciated. And then they come to you and say like, I I hear this mostly with men and women. So I'm just going to use the standard. He comes to you and says like, I don't understand. What more can I do? I give you everything. And what she doesn't realize, and she doesn't know how to probably say to him is, this isn't what I want. I don't want the jewelry, the earrings that, well, <laughs> They're nice. But, I mean, you but do, but it's I want like your has to be attention. Yeah. yeah. I want to feel loved in this relationship. And the way that I do that is when you take time out of your busy day to spend it with me, even if it's only mm. a couple of hours, but mm-hmm. you're spending it with me. You put your phone away, you put your computer away, and we just have a meal together or a walk or whatever it is. It's it's great that you like meant you explain and broke all that down because it has me sitting here thinking about my childhood because the more we talk, the more I think, you know, I don't think that's one of my love languages at all, because growing up, that is what one of my parents did all the time to make things better. Like if I was upset, they would buy something or take us on a trip or do something to make things better, but never connecting, never taking us Uh, never like doing an activity where we can bond, you know, I I love it. Uh, I'm just going to say some other people, mostly like whoever, just other people that I love it when they say, Oh, me and my mom, we did this together or my dad and I did that together. And then maybe their love language is different when they're out in a relationship because they, they have an abundance of that growing up. Whereas me, it was just gifts and money and gifts and money and 
when my husband did that for a while in the beginning of our relationship, I was like, oh, you don't really have to do that. Please don't do that. Because it doesn't mean anything to me. Like I want quality time. That's the one thing I did not get growing up. So I wonder okay. if how we grow up affects our love language and what we value in a partner. Cause it seems like if our, if it wasn't healthy for us growing up, we tend to want the opposite of what we had from our parents. I think like, so. What are your thoughts on that? I think, you know, I, I agree because Quality time is really important to me. And growing up, my parents were divorced. And I there were there was a time period where I didn't get to see my dad as often as I would have liked because mm-hmm. we moved out of the same school district. So he didn't, they didn't split me the same they used to. So it became like an every other weekend thing and some occasional evenings during the week instead of week on, week off. And when we were together, whenever he had me, we spent quality time together. We did like weird things. Like we would drive around the rich neighborhoods and point out like all of our favorite houses and why we liked it and the wraparound porches. And like, that was fun as a kid because Mm -hmm. we were spending real time together and he was paying attention to me. And so Mm -hmm. I think that's why quality time, especially coming from a male now as an adult is so important to me because I had that as a child, yeah. you know, I had that attention from my father. I don't have daddy issues. <laughs> so I want a relationship where I am getting that quality time from someone. If I'm dating someone and he's not making time for me, then it's probably not going to last very long at all. And I'm just going to bow out really quickly because I need that in a relationship for it to work, or I'm going to be begging for it constantly or bitching and moaning that I'm not getting it. So I know now. I read so many interesting tweets online and a lot of them be about dating. And it's so funny how (laughs) a lot of guys will say shit like, um, if she doesn't respond, she's not into you move on. Or I think there's a very simple way to approach that because I know we've talked to some people that's been on our show, like, uh, on during our segments, um, dating filtered mm-hmm. and you know they have these issues sometimes like like anyone does with dating where it's like you don't really know when to call it quits and you're trying to figure out what's happening and I think sometimes we need to just approach it in the most simple way like remember that movie he's just not that into you yeah like, yeah <laughs> sometimes we I think sometimes we just need to look at love like that you know it's mm-hmm. supposed to flow easy it's supposed to feel like you naturally fit like a puzzle but if it feels like you're forcing yourself or it feels like you're just not getting, like, I feel like if you meet someone, yeah, there's those weird feelings of first date, like you're nervous, like, oh, does right. he really like me? Or does she like me? Or, you know, oh my God, do I have something on my face? What's happening? What's, <laughs> why, why is there this awkward silence? But there is something, if the relationship is going to work out that was that, mm-hmm. There's some kind, not us. I don't want to say spark because that's not what we, we we want to promote in this show. But there's something there that makes you want to come back again. Mm-hmm. And I think if you naturally feel that, go with it. If you don't, don't. And I think a lot of times right. when people we don't feel that, we still go because we're just like, but what if? I, what if this is my last chance at being in a relationship? I don't want to be the old maiden, or I don't want to be a bachelor forever. 
that fear <laughs> makes I feel like it makes us choose like weird ass people and we don't get the love language that we need. I think for a lot of people, so we've talked about this in the past and I've talked about this over and over and over again on all of my social media. Um, compatibility is really important. Compatibility is your lifestyles matching up to some degree. They don't have to be identical, right? They just have to be able to align in some way. And that is what's going to determine whether or not you can live together, not just yeah. literally in the same house, but long-term relationship live together. If, but a lot of times people get into relationships because there's chemistry there. And yes, mm -hmm. chemistry is very important, right? You need to have chemistry, but at the same time, you need more than just chemistry. And if you're not going through kind of the phases of, okay, we have chemistry, there's sexual attraction, mm -hmm. but now we need to make sure we're compatible and that our lifestyles match up. And then eventually we need to make sure there's a real connection, a real bond that's happening because I'm going to be with this person for the rest of my life. So I, yeah. I better make sure I like them, Hello. not just love them, but like them. Do you think people confuse chemistry with uh, sexual attraction? Well, I mean, to be fair, chemistry is sexual attraction, right? Because to have chemistry with someone, that's those moments when you leave a date and you can't stop thinking about them, right? That's what chemistry is. Chemistry is when you, you feel the spark, you know, because I know everybody loves the fucking word spark so much. So that's chemistry when you got the spark, right? And yeah. You're like, oh, I really want to see this person again. I'm curious what they're doing, or I'm curious more about them in some area or another. And there's a high level of attraction there. But chemistry fades over time. Yeah. You know, it ebbs and flows in a long-term relationship. So you can't build true. a relationship on chemistry. And I know we're getting totally off hand from like the love languages but it is important to understand that like it all links together because if you does. don't fit the right person with you you don't get the love language that you need and then you end up frustrated and then that ends up either leading, leading to a breakup or a child then a breakup or a child <laughs> a marriage a divorce so it's like Avoid all of that by finding the right person that gives you the love language that you want. And I think mm -hmm. if more of us did that, we'd have less of the other two things, you know, single parent. I mean, single parents is not bad. They have to do what they have to do, you know, right. and uh, there's a lot of amazing single parents in this world, but it doesn't necessarily have to happen if people are just picking better partners for themselves. You know, it's like, right. you think about these one night stands. It's like, do you really want to have a kid with the guy that you met yeah. at the, now I promote on our show. Sometimes we have female guests on even male guests. I mean, it's not too hard to tell a guy to do it, but to some of our female guests, get out there, have fun. You know, I would like to say that I'm not trying <laughs> to promote, um, some people are promiscuous. That's fine. That's their prerogative. Right. That's not what I'm promoting when I say that. When I say that to some guests, what I'm trying to promote is owning your sexuality. Because I think sometimes when we don't have sex enough, we don't fully own it. And when we do have sex with someone, the emotions, they just go crazy in us. And we're just like, oh my God, I haven't felt this in so long. Oh, I think I'm falling in love. And I think uh, that, yes, yes. that 
fucks with you. If you don't have full control over your sexual um, energy, over what you want, you desire, what works for you, anything works for you kind of sort of because you just you just don't know you haven't had enough practice that's what i'm promoting i'm promoting Mm -hmm. taking full control of your sexuality and having no fucks to give about and not apologize because men have been doing it forever and Mm -hmm. men know what they like and what they don't like i've been planning i've been how many i bet you can say this you you (laughs) probably know this and probably a lot of our female guests listening, our female listeners listening and male gay men listening, how many of us have been with a guy that had to do some weird ass shit just to be able to come? And you're just there like, what the fuck is happening? Why can't we just, you know, <laughs> have regular ass sex and this is done and we move on? They have to go through some weird, like, hold your one foot up, like, do your hand like this. Let me turn the antenna on. Let me play this porn. Twist it's all like, the way around. Twist all the way around. It's because men get what they want. They do what they want and they have no fucks to give about asking for. And I think. I feel I don't know what women are doing in you know behind closed doors because I am not a woman. <laughs> but if I, I I feel like if they were allowed to approach sexuality the same way men does, there'd be less of these girls ending up with fuck boys for baby daddies. You know, like mm-hmm. just you know I don't know I don't know. This is just yeah, me standing over here in the corner as a gay man looking over there like hmm what's happening i'm not living it i don't know for sure but just standing over here looking at it that's what i think you know yeah i don't know well you know bringing it back around to like your love languages and yes there's that chemistry connection there's that compatibility and i'm pretty sure probably some of our listeners are thinking well what if i meet someone i really like them but they're not giving me my love language, right? They're giving me gifts and I want acts of service or whatever it is, right? Yeah. And I'm not feeling loved. Does that mean I should leave the relationship and find another relationship? No, that's absolutely not what I'm saying. I'm saying learn how to communicate your needs in the relationship first. So if physical touch is your love language and you need to feel loved by hugs and handholding and putting your arm around each other or putting your hand on each other's leg or whatever it is. And your other, your partner is like, I don't like being touched. Well, that might be a problem. <laughs> yeah. That one, I don't know if you're going to be able to really solve that one. <laughs> yeah. That's different. But if you tell your partner, like, you know, I love that you're giving me all these gifts, but I just want, you know, acts of service is my love language, for example, mm-hmm. say, uh, you know, I much rather you do something for me rather than cook for me. Or, you know, um, if you're already living together, then for a lot of women, it's cleaning up the house, cleaning up after yourself, right? You hear people complain about that all the time about their significant other. Like, I just want you to like pick up your socks or <laughs> put the dishes in the dishwasher. Those are acts of service. Mm-hmm. You know, those are important to you because that shows that they're taking pride in your home just as much as you are. It's an act of service. 
is it an act of service or is it just being hygienic? Like some stuff that I hear that I. Yeah, there's the extreme, of course. But like for some, it's just some it's just nitpicking it because they're they're not their needs aren't being met. You know, I hear a lot of times from couples where it's like, you know, he or she didn't, you know, pick up their socks or they didn't put the toilet down or he left a dish in the sink to a minor degree. Mm-hmm. And when it's happening to that degree, there's something else in the relationship that needs to be looked at. There's yes. another need that's not being met. And it could be actually your love language. You're not feeling loved in the relationship because your love language isn't being met. So honestly, like figure out what your love language is, really mm-hmm. figure it out. You know, if you're going to take the quiz online, take it, but take it a couple of times and try and be as honest as possible no one's seeing your results just you and figure out what it i don't know and figure out why can't we be honest yeah (laughs) i agree and then learn how to communicate that to your partner learn how Mm. to be able to say to your partner you know this is what i need to feel loved in this relationship also what do you need from me to feel loved and appreciated because i want to do that for you there's a flip side of this and I disagree with Dr. Chapman on this a little bit because we have a giving love language. It's what we naturally do to show others that we love them, Mm -hmm. right? So for example, if you come from a family that they love to give you gifts, Mm -hmm. like let's, you know, we're going to go to Disneyland, yay, or, you know, here's a big party or whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. If they're giving you a gift, that is their giving love language. That's the love language they tend to give. The problem Mm -hmm. with that is that that's not always the one that everyone else wants to receive. And so it's usually a substitute for everything else. A lot of times it's a substitute for quality time. I feel like almost all the time. Right. And so like (laughs) you have to look at it, you know, as, okay, this is what I tend to give but my partner wants something else. Mm -hmm. So am I going to give acts of service if my partner wants quality time? No. Mm -hmm. Now, the flip side, is it there people though that kind of like, like not to villainize anyone, let's say the the male or female that, you know, is, uh, likes getting gifts and stuff. And then they match up with a guy that likes giving gifts. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I think a lot of times, exactly. And sometimes in our culture, we shame the guy and shame the girl. And I'm like, Hey, if he wants it, go for it. And if she wants it, great. Like they found each other and they seem to be fucking happy. Who cares? I oh, think- because we we look at that as like um either shallow? she's a gold digger or he's a sugar daddy or it's shallow or she just wants his money or he's just with her for her looks. Some I I genuinely feel some people may look at love as more of a transactional thing mm-hmm. and that's okay because that's what works for them. Like, do you think like there's like, what are your feelings on that? I Could that even be a love language to that extent? Specifically gifts. I think a lot of people, so yes, I I do think some people look at love as transactional, which it's not really love then, right? But 
I think for some people, they've never experienced what it feels like to receive gifts that they actually would want to receive. Let me give you an example. Mm. So think of flowers, right? Mm. Um, Men, well, they used to, (laughs) not so much anymore, but men used to love to give women flowers, especially for a first date. Um, When Mm. I was younger, I mean, my table was always full of flowers. I'm not trying to be braggy about that. I'm just saying it was just a way that men felt comfortable showing their interest, right? Bring flowers. Um, And so if you're a woman, for example, and you're either never getting any flowers or the flowers you get, say they're always roses and you can't stand roses or the smell bothers you, whatever it is, you like daffodils. I don't know. And then you finally meet the guy who brings you daffodils and you're like, oh my God, this is my favorite flower. How did you know? This is amazing. And then every so often during your relationship, just on a whim, he brings you daffodils consistently. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden you realize I love getting flowers because I finally experienced the type of gift that I really liked right? Because he showed me, he knew me well enough to bring me my favorite flower. You break up with him, you date a new guy, this guy brings you carnations and you're like, I don't like gifts anymore. Yeah. It reminds me of this one relationship I had with this guy where that was kind of his love language towards me is buying me shit and taking me to like nice restaurants and like he would buy me these nice clothes. It was always itchy and shit and he'd give me, (laughs) yeah. Like gorgeous, but itchy. And then, and then he got, he always gave me like roses. And I don't fucking like roses. Like, I don't know why. I mean, they're pretty to look at. I love rose gardens. Mm, like, I love walking through a rose garden, but I don't like receiving roses. Do you like receiving said, flowers at all? Let me get to that. And then like, he will always give me roses and I'm just like, "Mm, whatever. And then my husband now, like he stealthily figured out that I like sunflowers and early on in our relationship, I think he sent me roses one time. I mean, it was just like, oh, thanks. I don't really care for roses, but thanks anyway. (laughs) And ever since then, out of nowhere, he'll just surprise me with sunflowers because, you know, that's my favorite flower. Like, like if he sends me flowers, it's always sunflowers. And it's just, that's what means something. Like people think it's always the gesture, but it's really the thought behind the gesture. Cause I had a friend who would give me another friend who would give me gifts, but it was gifts that he wants to receive. Not thinking of me in the equation, even though I'm the one receiving the gift. Mm-hmm. So I like that you say that if you're thinking of the person and thinking of what they might actually cherish and the things that they actually appreciate, that means you actually care for them. But if it's just a gift, just to buy some time, just to be like, I'm sorry, I hit you. No, those are not good gifts. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's, well, that's one. That's kind of the air. Yeah. Okay. So those are not acceptable gifts. This should definitely be gifts out of like, and it's always spontaneous when he does it. So I love that. That's too. sweet. Like, it's thoughtful and spontaneous. It's like, let's match those things up together. I think that's why I hate Valentine's Day so much because oh. it, which is weird considering my business, which is great because I work every single Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Like that week, I'm super busy with work stuff because I'm always hosting events and mm-hmm. I love it because <laughs> I don't like Valentine's Day. I don't want the calendar to tell you, you need to appreciate me on this day. This is the Mm -hmm. day you should bring me flowers and gifts and whatnot. I want you to do it on a random freaking Tuesday, right? Uh, 
in January instead of being told by society that this is the day you're supposed to love and appreciate me and then love and appreciate me with crap that I don't need or want. That I want to throw in the trash. That's right. like my husband. And I don't put an emphasis on holidays and like this year he wants to kind of do something for his his fiftieth. And we had plans, but then now something happened that kind of broke those plans because you know life happens. Right. Anyway, but um, we like to treat ourselves every so often. We don't have we don't wait for like birthdays or holidays to be like, oh, now I love you. And honestly, I think a lot of the holidays put that unfair pressure on people. New Year's, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Valentine's Day, those who have and those who do not have, it puts that pressure and it makes people desperate. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think a lot of times Valentine's Day, we end up in relationships because we just want to be with someone around that time of the year. And what happens sometimes? You may have a baby. I'm bringing it back to that, but this is what happens. (laughs) You're knocking everyone up. You just want to be with some. (laughs) Well, there's a lot of babies being born because people are having a lot of sex with a lot with each other shit's happening out there you know but people do get but lonely we're missing out on the love part yeah, w- right yeah. and they do get lonely like valentine's day and new year's those are the two loneliest times of year um yeah. and people are constantly reminded that they're alone yeah. but again my point with the gifts is that i think a lot more people would have gifts higher up on their love language had they experienced receiving gifts that show that their partner put a lot of thought behind it again, right? Coming back to that example of the flowers. If you're just randomly getting flowers, this happened to um, an old roommate of mine. She was dating a guy. It was still fairly early in. And for Valentine's Day, he sent a box of beautiful roses to the house. It was very creative. It was gorgeous. Mm -hmm. But she doesn't really like roses. (laughs) So like... As much as she appreciated the thought, and he probably mm. spent an obscene amount of money on this thing. It was gorgeous. Yeah. But had he just brought her a really small bouquet of her favorite flower, which probably would have cost like 10, 15 bucks, she would have mm. loved it. That would have made her yeah. melt. Instead, he probably spent like at least a hundred bucks on this box that had these gorgeous roses in it. But that's the point. The point is, we like receiving gifts when there's thought behind it. When somebody yeah. takes the time to plan, you know, like someone brings you chocolates and say they mm-hmm. bring you white chocolate, but you like dark chocolate. Mm-hmm. You don't give a shit about that gift anymore because it's like, yeah. well, now you're just saying, I don't know you very well. <laughs> Pretty much. That's exactly what it's saying. Like, I think mm-hmm. when you put thought into it, it creates a memorable moment. Because honestly, I remember almost every single time my husband set, has sent me these sunflowers because it's my favorite flower, you know? Whereas I don't remember the other flowers he may have. I'm, maybe the first one because I didn't like it so much. But, you know, what that does is just creates another moment to bond over to like when you're away from the person you just think about them and smile like that's what that does and when you don't do that you don't have those moments so that you're not creating that chemistry those moments Mm -hmm. where they're away from you and you're like oh I love that he did that I love that she did that for me 
Yeah. But they really thought about me and my feelings. I'm going to go home and do something that they want me to do for them. I don't care what it is. I'm not going to be nasty right now. I was going to say something very disgusting, you know, but I decided to keep it PG in that moment. I don't know why. I think our listeners might be disappointed. That's, no. that's your role in this no. relationship. <laughs> you bring the crassness. I bring the PG. Come on. Oh, no. But, you know. I think that that's what it's like foreplay, mental foreplay. If you mm-hmm. create these memorable moments, you, you're going, it makes you want to have sex with your partner. I'm just going to like, you're there's right. so much that my husband has done that he put thought into it. Like, I remember the first thing he did, I don't know, maybe I said it in passing. I don't know, but after, Okay. First of all, we did we we kind of got married off in San Francisco in the city hall, which is opulent. It's over the fucking top. When we oh. get there, I'm like, oh my God, I'm getting married here. Get the fuck out. It's like literally a palace. But before all that, he surprised me out of nowhere he, with this thing, uh, our honeymoon to Hawaii. Like, cause I, I think I said in passing that, you know, I've always wanted to go to Hawaii and I've always wanted a Wrangler. And if we get to Hawaii, that like then he surprises with first class then we get to the the rental car place i'm thinking we're just going to get like a little dinky car he says look what we got it's a red jeep wrangler something that i've said that i so he put thought into it so he created this memorable experience like still to this day when i think about our honeymoon i'm like wow he put a lot of thought and that's why i go out of my way to do things for him and like for a little while, my sister was like, I don't understand your whole thing. I said, it's because you haven't been with someone that just allows you to be yourself. Mm-hmm. And when they do things for you, they put thought behind it because so many of us are in relationships where we're with guys or girls who just do things that they think we want, but it's not right. what we want. All that says is I don't fucking listen to you and I really don't fucking care. Right. No one wants I'm to just feel like that. Doing what I think I'm supposed to be doing. Exactly. Which a lot of people do. Yes. Exactly. So it doesn't even matter what love language we're talking about, right? We talked about gifts, but like an act of service like that, yes. that's yes. thoughtful. Yes. To put that thought behind any of the love languages is probably the most important part about this. It's not just, oh, my partner really likes when I bring flowers or likes when I cook dinner, but I'm not going to think about the foods that they enjoy eating, or I'm not going to think about their favorite flower or, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, for example, um, that kind of happened to me a while back with an ex where he was just going through the motions of like, well, I'm supposed to bring you flowers. I had surgery. He came to see me went afterwards. He brought me flowers. Um, Valentine's day came around. He gave me flowers, but never once did he even consider like hey Andrea what's your favorite flower like what kind of flowers do you like he kept mm-hmm. fucking bringing me roses I don't like roses <laughs> See, people the, rose has roses have a weird like branding behind it like whoever their marketing team is kudos <laughs> well I think people assume I like roses because that's my last name 
Like that's what my last name means. It's a rose. It means the rose. <laughs> oh, so that's why they're doing it. So people are always like, oh, but don't you love roses? I mean, it's your fucking name. It's like, well, that's nice. I didn't <laughs> choose it. My, my last name is my last Gerber name. <laughs> Like oh my, my favorite gosh. flower is Gerber daisies. I'm not going to change my last name to Gerber daisies because that's like, think about what you're saying. That is slightly thoughtless. I'm sorry. Like if anyone says that, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you just dumb. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a dumb move. But yeah, I mean, it's the thought behind any mm-hmm. gesture is what's important because too yeah. many gestures are empty. I hate empty gestures. And I've come from a childhood where I had a parent that all they did was leave me with empty gestures. And all that does is create negative memories and negative feelings and negative emotions. And when you start to look at that person, regardless of who it is, a mate, a friend, whatever, if, you, if your love language is not a love language that they want, all you're doing is creating negative memories for them, which is only going to build their case against you to break up with you at some point. Way too many of us are oblivious to what our partner wants. Like we don't even ask them. We just like, oh, I'm just going to do this for her. She's going to like it. Uh, right. Like, no, like ask her first. No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm going to surprise her. Like, no. I mean, yes, you can surprise, but right. do a little digging first. Do a little research. Maybe stealthily ask her friend. Many people, I feel like there's a value in being friends with your partner's friends or your partner's family, because then you have that support system. But if you don't even have that connection, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, just do some research about your partner if you really, truly care. I agree. Your love language. Yeah. 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 100%. I'm basically saying what you're, I'm not mansplaining, but I'm just reiterating <laughs> everything everything you said in the last fucking hour i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> on that note just to wrap up i just want to remind everyone okay to recap the five love languages there's only five don't go making up your own shit okay you're not the expert here <laughs> so quality time gifts uh, words mm. of affirmation acts of service physical touch the things you do fall somewhere into one of those or multiple maybe but the big thing to remember behind all of these is that whichever love language you are whatever love language your partner is make sure that you are making it thoughtful more importantly than anything else you can't just throw a gift at someone and think that well that's their love language it needs to be thoughtful it needs to be something that they are going to appreciate and remember if you really want your relationship to last this is the way to do it hate to break it to you guys and gals Well, that's a wrap on today's episode, but it's certainly not a wrap on us. Check out my website, datesmartersexier.com, where you can get your copy of my book, sign up for dating courses, or join the matchmaking community. We appreciate you listening to this episode. Please like and follow us on your favorite podcast streaming site. And if you'd like to get involved, shoot us an email at datesmarterpodcast at gmail.com 
Whether you'd like to be a guest or simply want your question answered, we are here to help. And remember, all of our questions remain anonymous. Until next time, keep dating smarter. Thank you for listening to this episode of Date Smarter, Sexier. If you'd like more information on how you can be more successful with love and dating, or to schedule a free consultation with me, your dating coach and matchmaker, please visit datesmartersexier.com. And please subscribe to this show at your favorite podcast streaming platform.